0: Uh, take your Bibles, turn with me. 1 Samuel chapter three. We're in. A, we start a series on Sunday nights that we titled "Learning to Hear God." Learning to hear God. I believe that probably in our day and time, it's very relevant and very much needed that we learn to hear God. I think a lot of times there's a lot of things that keeps us from hearing, and maybe people don't realize the need of listening and hearing God as He speaks to us and. Sometimes we have some misconceptions about hearing God and how we hear God. And so, uh, Lord willing, we'll be dealing with those situations. And, and sometimes we may bring up something in one of the messages, but come back to it at a later time in a different message. And so uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, uh, just doing some studying and, and different things concerning listening to the Lord and hearing the Lord. I believe it's so important for our lives. If you would please stand for the ring of God. Uh, 1 Samuel chapter 3, we'll begin reading in verse 1. It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no open vision. And it came to pass at that time when Eli was laid down in his place, and his eyes began to wax dim that, that he could not see. And ere the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the, ark of, where the ark of God was, and Samuel was laid down to sleep. And the Lord called Samuel, and he answered, Here am I. And he ran to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou calledest me. And he said, I called not. Lie down again. And he went and lay down. And the Lord called yet again Samuel. And Samuel rose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And he answered, I called not, my son. Lie down again. Now Samuel did not know yet, or did not yet know the the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And the Lord called Samuel again the third time. He arose and went to Eli and said, Here am I, for thou didst call me. And Eli perceived that the Lord had called the child. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if he call thee that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord. For thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. If you look back in verse 7, be our text that we'll begin with here says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. I'd like to preach a message that I've titled, The Trap That Keeps Us From Listening to God. Let's pray. Father, we come to you this evening asking that, Lord, we would hear from you, that you would speak, you would deal with our hearts and our minds, Lord, and draw us near to you. Help us, Lord, in this area of learning to hear your voice, learning to hear from you. And Lord, that we might be strengthened, that we might draw near to you, Lord, that we might see the hand of God move in our hearts and lives as you desire it to. For these things we ask and pray in Jesus' name, amen. You be seated. You know, in many things, we, we fall into the same old traps keeping us from accomplishing what we set out to do. You know, it, it may be that here after the first year, people, you know, a lot of times we, we make those resolutions and everything that we're going to lose that weight or we're going to exercise more, we're going to walk farther, we're going to do more, whatever it is for our health, and that's one of the situations we get. But we fall, it seems like, into the same old trap. Seems like the same old thing keeps coming up and keeps us from doing it, whether it be our work or whether it be maybe some type of physical problem or maybe it's just that, boy, we just it's just hard to make ourselves do it. Whatever it is, but there's that trap sometimes that we fall into to accomplish some of those things. The same thing happens in our spiritual life and keeps us from really hearing the Lord. Some of these traps are laid by Satan. Some of them are definitely by our flesh. Others are just natural traps, you might say, that keeps us from, from hearing the Lord and listening to Him. But part of the answer is to recognize the traps in order to avoid them or correct the problem that creates the trap. And so we're going to deal with that just a little bit tonight. First of all, what you'll notice here, Samuel fell into a trap of not recognizing the, God's voice. He just didn't recognize God's voice here. Look at, in verse 7 again. It says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord neither was the word of the Lord yet revealed unto him. And so there was that where he felt like, what we might say that he didn't recognize the Lord's voice. One of the common problems people have is not being able to really recognize the voice of God when they hear it. God may be speaking, but they may not recognize that God's speaking to their hearts and lives. And so I want us to kind of look at some things. They don't know him well enough, you might say. There's a situation that if, Uh, You know, we put somebody in another room and you know them pretty well and and you hear their voice, you know who it is without seeing them. But if we brought somebody else in that you don't really know that well, but you do know them and they could speak, you might not recognize their voice, who they really are. And and so comes the, the situation with God. Maybe your fellowship with God is not as close as it ought to be. Maybe you don't know Him as well as you think you know Him. Maybe you don't know Him as well as you ought to know Him. And so you don't recognize His voice as He begins to speak to you. And So many times we fall into that trap of not recognizing His voice and understanding that it's Him speaking to us. We don't recognize Him because we don't know Him well enough. Samuel was busy here, though. I want you to notice some things about this. Samuel was busy serving the Lord, yet he didn't recognize Him when he spoke. You stop and think about that. Here's Samuel. He's ministering. Look at verse 1. It says, And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli. He was busy in the temple. He was busy doing the work. He was doing what was supposed to be done. He was, whatever his, whatever his uh, duties were as he served Eli there and as he ministered. And part of that, you say, well, he was, he was helping Eli. I understand that. But he was ministering ministering in the temple. It says he ministered unto the Lord, okay? So, what he was doing was about serving God. What he was doing was help, to help others serve the Lord. What he was doing was to help Eli uh, in the ministration of, of, the, of the, the duties there in the temple. And so, but yet he did not recognize the voice of God. So it is with many people today. We go to church every Sunday, we read our Bibles, we. Maybe teach a Sunday school class. We might run bus routes. We might help in visitation. We might do this. We might do that. We could go on with a long list of things. And yet, maybe we're so busy that we really don't recognize the voice of God. Very possible. It's possible to preach for years and never recognize the voice of God. It's possible to teach Sunday school classes for years and never recognize the voice of God. You're busy. Your intent is right. You desire to, to, to do what the Lord wants to do. He was, he was serving here. He was under the high priest. Eli was the high priest in the temple. But when the Lord spoke to him directly, he didn't recognize his voice. He didn't recognize it. You know, even though, we, even though he had never heard that voice, because you go back and it, it talks about that there, there was no open vision. and Even though he had never heard that voice himself, He should have recognized it. He should have recognized it. We can go, and I'm not going to take the time to do it, we can go through Scripture many places when God speaks, and people had never heard the voice audibly before, but they heard the voice of God. They knew it was God. God has a unique voice. You say, can you describe it? No, it's unique. Because His voice reaches farther than the ear, it reaches the heart as He begins to speak to us. Even though he did not recognize it. Here's some thoughts why Samuel and you may, and me, may, we don't recognize the voice of God as we should. First of all, Samuel was solely dependent upon Eli to tell him what the Lord said. Think about that for a minute. He's coming up under, the, under Eli, who is the high priest. And in all the busyness in the temple worship and all the duties that he had in the temple, he was solely dependent upon the high priest to tell him what God said. Sometimes we get that way in our lives. We become solely dependent upon someone else to tell us what God's saying. Sometimes we come to that place. Sometimes Christians become solely dependent upon others to tell them what the Lord said. It may be the preacher. It may be the Sunday school teacher. It may be a parent. may be a spouse. And so on goes the list. And there's nothing wrong with the, for, for the Lord to use them. And He does use them. The Lord does use them in our lives. And other people and other things. But when we become solely dependent upon somebody else to reveal what God is saying to us, there's a problem. That's why when when you don't read your Bible and seek to hear from God, then you're waiting for somebody else to teach you or somebody else to tell you what the Bible says. You need to get into the Word of God. Study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that need not be ashamed rightly to the Word of truth. Paul was writing to Timothy. He said, study. Why? So that he could recognize the voice of God as God spoke to him through the Word of God. But because of that depends upon others, we really never develop a listening ear for the voice of God, or nor do we expect the Lord to speak to us. It's kind of like this. Parents, if you always pick up after your children, you will always pick up after your children. Okay? If you always pick up after them. If you always do what what you want them to do, you will always do what you want them to do. Why? Because you've never taught them to do what they're supposed to do. It's It's part of growing up, but it's the same way with a Christian. As a young Christian, we depend many times upon others to help us through the Word of God, to explain verses to us, to tell us what... Maybe the preacher, the Sunday school teacher, maybe a mom, maybe a dad, maybe a brother or sister in Christ that we trust and they teach us. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's fine. That's great. But every one of us need to come to a place where we ourselves begin to seek and to listen to the Lord that we might hear from God, that we might understand what He's saying through His Word that we might understand, that we might hear the Word of God, that we might hear His voice as He speaks to us in situations. Now, understand, I'm not saying that everybody's been called to be a preacher or a Sunday school teacher, but what I am saying, everybody's been called to hear God. But if we're dependent upon somebody else all the time, then we'll never get there. Matthew 11:15 15 says, He that hath ears to hear, let him hear. That would be every one of us. And he's talking about a spiritual ear. Once you receive Christ, your Savior, there is that spiritual ear where you can hear the voice of God. And I'm, ta- I'm not necessarily talking about an audible voice. I'm talking about the Spirit of God speaking to your heart and life. That's for each of us that are saved. And so there, that sometimes we fall into that trap that we're dependent upon somebody else like Samuel was Eli. Also, Samuel was busy about, as we have talked about, busy in the house of God and never sought the voice of the Lord to listen. Not only was he busy, but he probably wasn't seeking to hear from the Lord because he was expecting God to speak only to, to Eli. We see another example of this in, in Luke, in Luke chapter ten. It says now it came to pass, verse thirty eight. Says now it came to pass when they went that he entered into the certain village, and a certain woman named Martha, uh, a woman named Martha, received him into her house. She and her sister Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about with much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that, that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore she help me, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things. But the one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part, which uh, shall not be taken away from her. What was it that she sat at his feet and she listened. Martha was cumbered about with serving and all the busyness and all that. And, and sometimes we get cumbered about with so many things in our lives. And, and even in Christian work and, and, and doing right and serving God, there's nothing wrong. There was nothing wrong with what Martha was doing, preparing a meal. There was nothing sinful about that. But what it come down to, the bottom line is this there comes a point in our lives, we get too busy. To stop and listen and to hear God. Here's Mary. She goes in and she sits down at the feet of Jesus. Why? Because she wanted to hear what he had to say. When's the last time you just got alone? Yeah, you might have this to do and that to do and this to do, but when's the last time that maybe you got up early enough so that you could have the time just to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen? Sometimes the problem is, is that we're so busy that we don't take the time to listen. Therefore, we don't hear when God speaks. It's easy. I mean, it's so easy for everyone. Even, I'll be honest with you, even as a pastor, and that's what I do all the time, try to to hear from the Lord and try to see what God wants me to to bring to you. But sometimes I can get so busy that I'm not listening. I'm just telling you how it is. I'm just like you. But I think we need to stop and realize that sometimes we're like Martha and we get so busy that we don't take the time to listen. You have to take time to listen to the Lord. And Eli was no doubt, he, or not Eli, but Samuel was busy, had lots of things to do, and, and he, never, he never thought about that. And so he, he didn't take the time to really sit down and say, Lord, I want you to speak to me. You see, business, busyness in the church is no substitute for hearing from God. Busyness is no substitute. You can be busy as a Christian, teaching and, and serving and doing all kinds of, That is no replacement for listening to God. We find that it required a prompting from Eli to get Samuel to listen to the voice of God. There in verse 9 it says, and Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, and it shall be if... If he call thee, that thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant hear us. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Sometimes it takes a prompting to get us to listen. I remember as a kid, sometimes it took a prompting from my dad to get me to listen. We're not going to talk about the promptings. But there were things that he had a way of getting you to listen. And uh, getting you to listen intently sometimes. Sometimes God has to do a prompting and a working in our lives to get us to listen. Just as, as Samuel, uh, he kept running back to, to Eli. Finally, Eli realized that it was the Lord speaking to him. So he had to prompt him and say, Hey, listen, you need to, you need to stop and say, Lord, uh, I'm listening. Do you know what tonight, as I'm standing here preaching to you and as we're going through this, this series, you know what it really is? It's a prompting like Eli that I'm trying to get you to say, Lord, I'm listening. And sometimes there's things in our lives, sometimes God may have to put a flat of our back to get us to listen. Sometimes God's got to bring some things into our lives that causes us to sit down and say, Lord, I, I need you to, I need to hear from you. I need you to tell me something. Sometimes it takes some promptings in our lives to get us to listen. We often fall into that trap of not only not recognizing the voice of the Lord and getting too busy, but the trap of distractions that keep us from, from hearing God. You see, many times there's external noises and activities that can keep us from truly tuning in and, and hearing the Lord. And, you know, I've talked, I used this, I think, last week, and I talked about, about if there's a lot of background noise and stuff like that. I have trouble understanding and sometimes. And, and uh and I'll be honest with you, sometimes, and my wife brought, has brought this up several times, she said, sometimes you just get in the habit of saying, huh? And uh, <clears throat> she said, you need to stop and, and think about what was said before you say, huh? <laughs> and there's a lot of truth in that. Even as a Christian, sometimes we, we just say, huh? When God's speaking. And we don't stop and think about what He just said. Sometimes there's those distractions that keeps us from hearing those external noises, activities. That's why it's so important to have that time or times during the day that you get away from it and, and, and have the silence that's needed to hear the Lord. A lot of times, and of course, we don't have as much of the traffic in here now since we don't have the school stuff, but one of the things that, that I like about being, having my office through the week is and you'll find me here uh, generally every day unless there's something going on. I'm here and I'm in that office and I'm asking God. And I want to hear from Him. It's that time of silence. Time, you know, other than the phone and some things like that going on. And maybe people coming by for different things that we have planned. But there's those times that, that I like that silence so that I, I can focus in on the Lord. Sometimes we got to find that silence. we got to make, make time for it. That's why it's important to have that time during the day in uh, each day, to be honest with you, that, uh, that silent time. It may be in your life, it may be early of the morning, it may be, a, it may be at night, late at night or whatever it is, and uh, that you, you make sure that you have that time. Jesus knew that it, there would be those times in our lives that, that uh, there would be distractions, so he instructed us to, to find that place of quietness. In Matthew chapter six and verse six he says, But thou when thou prayest, he says, Enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut the door and pray to God to, to thy father which is in secret, and the father which seeth in secret shall reward thee openly. And and part of that is that that time of, of quietness that you go into a place where you can close the door or whatever, so you can it might be that your work, that you're it's a time and sometimes that's with me, when I was be driving or something of that nature. That was a time when I could talk to God because I didn't have all the other noises and, and things of that nature. It may be the way your work is, is that at, at, the, at the work, there's a time that you can work and you can still listen to God and, and, uh, and pay close attention to what He's saying. But there's that time that we need in our lives that we shut everything else out. And that silence to listen unto the Lord, to allow Him to speak to us to allow us that all the noises to be put aside and all the demands of life to be laid aside so that we can hear the voice of God. Jesus himself even demonstrated that, that time of getting alone with, with just the Heavenly Father in prayer. In Luke chapter 5, it says, And he withdrew himself into the wilderness and prayed. And you can go to other places, which was his, basically, what I said, he generally did that a lot. He got away, he went out into the wilderness. He, he went into the garden to be by Himself to pray. If you notice there when Jesus went on that night when they took Jesus that He took the disciples with Him and some stayed here and some went a little farther. But then Jesus Himself even went further making a place where it was just Him and the Heavenly Father. He didn't have the distractions of somebody twisting and squirming around over here next to Him. But it was just him and the Heavenly Father. There's a need for you and I, as Christians, listen, that is so needful in every single Christian's life to learn you need a daily quiet time with God. And I'm not talking necessarily about uh, uh, just having all kinds of, you know, uh, doing, you just need that quiet time with the Lord so that you can listen, so that you can, can tune into what he's trying to say. There's the distractions in our lives. So it should be with us that we find that daily quiet place. And he tells us in Psalms 46 he says, Be still and know that I am God. You know what happens a lot of times when you get in those quiet places? Satan comes along and says, Don't you have to do this today? Don't you need to? Did you remember? What about? You say, what do you do, preacher? You just tune in to God. You tune it out. The Bible says to resist Him, and He'll flee. And He'll flee. You don't quit. You just, there's been times when I would be seeking the Lord and And I'll be reading my Bible, and I'll be going down through there, and I'll read it, and I'll get down to the bottom of the page, and I'm thinking, what did I just read? What did I just read? And literally go back and read it again. And when I got to the bottom, I had so many things on my mind, I could not still, again, remember what I read the second time. The way you do. I'm not saying this will work for you. Better read it going back up instead of going down. I say, why? Because it makes you work at what it says. It makes your mind put it together and it blocks out some of the other stuff. I'd read it going back up just like this. If I was reading out there here, Thou art my portion. O Lord, I, I, I have said that. I would keep thy words. I entreat thy favor with my whole heart. Be merciful unto me according to thy... And I would start back at the the last verse and go back reading back up. I've already read it twice. And now as I'm reading back up, it's making my mind think more on it. A lot of times I'll go back and read it back down again. But we have to say, you know what? I've got to put the distractions out so that I can hear God. So that I can listen unto him, so that I can pay attention to what he does have to say to me. He says, Be still and know that I'm God. You know, sometimes we just, and I know, you know, you get in your you get in that quiet place and you and 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 you're just, it's hard to just sit there. It's hard to just sit there. God said, Be still. And know that I'm God. It's important. If we're going to see Christians like we used to see who are strong serving God, we've got to learn to hear the Lord. And we've got to learn to be quiet and to be still before Him. Then we find also we need to be cautious that you're not trapped in your mindset. There's a mindset that sometimes we get caught in. Sometimes we get the mindset that God only speaks in a certain way or, or, or through... Only certain people or things. Sometimes we've got this preconceived idea. This is the way God's going to speak. Or this is who's going to speak through. Or this is what He's going to use to speak. Can I say that you cannot put God in a a box? You know, uh, God does not limit the way He speaks to His children. He, He can use all sorts of people, things, places, situations to speak to your heart. He sometimes even uses the lost world to speak to your heart. He really does. Sometimes it's and it's amazing. Sometimes it's it's the every you know. Sometimes the uh, it's the every, everyday mundane things he uses, and sometimes it's the very unusual things that he uses. I've told the story about how he spoke to my heart that one time when I was down and discouraged, and I seen and I was just. Uh, having a pity party and I seen the man that was was riding in the wheelchair and he, didn't, he couldn't use his hands, couldn't use his feet, had two straws up here and he puffed on those straws to, to maneuver that wheelchair and I thought, oh my Lord I see what you're trying to tell me. Unusual things sometimes that he used to speak to our hearts. I thought of one when I was looking at this. In Numbers chapter 22 you know the story but I'm going to read it for you. Verse 21 says, and Balaam rose up uh, in the morning and saddled his ass and went with the princes of Moab and God's anger was kindled because he went and the angel of the Lord stood in the way for the adversary for an adversary against him now he was riding upon his ass and his and his two servants were with him and the ass, ass saw the angel and the Lord uh, standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand. And the ass turned aside out of the way and went into the field. And Balaam smote the ass to turn her into the way. But the angel of the Lord stood in the path of the vineyards, a wall being on this side and a wall on that side. And when the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she thrust herself unto the wall and crushed Balaam's foot against the wall, and he smote her again. And the angel of the Lord went further and stood in a narrow place where there was no way to turn either to the right hand or to the left. and When the ass saw the angel of the Lord, she fell down under Balaam, and Balaam's anger was kindled, and he smote the ass with his staff. And the Lord opened the mouth of the ass, and she said unto Balaam, What have I done unto thee, that thou hast smitten me these three times? And Balaam said unto the ass, Because thou hast mocked me, I would there were a sword in mine hand, that I would kill thee. And the ass said to Balaam, Am not I thine ass, upon which thou hast ridden ever since I was thine unto this day? Was I ever want to do so unto thee? And he said, Nay. Then the Lord opened the eyes of Balaam, and he saw the angel of the Lord standing in the way, and his sword drawn in his hand, and he bowed down his head and fell flat on his face. You never know, God may use a donkey in your life to speak to you. Sometimes some very unusual things. Sometimes we have this preconceived idea of how God is going to speak. Well, it's going to be through a a message that the preacher is preaching, or through a Sunday school lesson. Or maybe it's going to be the preacher, or somebody's going to come up and they're going to tell me something. And we have this preconceived idea of how God's going to speak all the time. That's a trap. You know, you need to be listening for the voice of the Lord and let Him speak however He wants to speak. Let Him use whatever He wants to use to speak to your heart and life. If you're sensitive to the fact that you're going to be listening to Him, then you'll see and you'll know when He speaks. You'll become more sensitive to God's voice if you don't uh, predetermine how God is to speak to you. Then watch out for the trap of impatience trying too hard to hear. You know sometimes we want to hear from God so hard so so badly that we don't really hear what we ought to hear. We begin to think we heard something when we didn't. Have you ever laid there in the middle of the night and you hear you thought you heard something? Or maybe somebody talked about something and you're laying there and all of a sudden you thought you heard something and so you get to listening and you already begin to think about all this booger man that's going to break into your house and everything else, you know, and rob you and everything else tie you up and leave you for the dogs to eat. Your mind goes way off and you hear a noise and you, oh, that, what was that and what was this? And, and you begin to listen real hard for every little thing. Every little thing. I remember going down to the creek at night to check my throw lines. I'd put out fish, fishing lines of the night. We call them throw lines. You put two or three hooks on them. You tie a rock on it. You throw it out in the creek and fishing for catfish of a night. And I'd go down and check those before I went to bed. And it'd be dark. And I remember you could hear everything. I mean, absolutely everything. Every time a old frog would. You get up close to the river or the creek bank there, and that old frog would jump in the water, just scare the daylights out. That's why I don't have any hair today. <laughs> you can hear every little thing. You hear that old owl that's a quarter of a mile, half a mile away. You hear something rustling in the, in the, in, in the weeds there, and you think, oh, is that a coyote? Is that a bobcat? What is it? Your mind begins to go. You get to listening too hard for all those things. Sometimes that's the way it is as a Christian. We we get to listening too hard. Many are easily misled when they grow impatient to hear from the Lord. You see, Satan will step in and he'll lead you to a wrong way with a misguided voice that's not the Lord's voice because you're wanting to hear so hard, and you're impatient not waiting on God. Saul became impatient and it cost him his kingdom. He wanted to hear from God and so he he didn't do what God told him to do. He made sacrifice himself instead of waiting on the prophet of God. In Psalms 27:14 says wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Sometimes to be able to listen to God, you've got to learn to wait patiently for God to speak, for God to tell you what He wants. If you ever waited on that important phone call, you know how anxious you can get just for the phone to ring. You just want it to ring. And sometimes that's the way it is when you're wanting God to speak. So learning to listen to the Lord requires that we learn the traps that Satan and, and the flesh lays for us, and, and then work and seek God to avoid those traps. We've you know, we got to become sensitive to the leadership of the Holy Spirit so we recognize the voice of God who will guide us through the minefields of the traps in our lives that we might hear the Lord. Uh, we see Samuel here. Uh, we see a key thing to Samuel's hearing. I'm closing with this. There's a couple things I want you to take away from this. Look with me back in verse 9. Therefore Eli said unto Samuel, Go lie down, it shall, and, it, and it shall be, if he, if, he shall, if he call thee, thou shalt say, Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth. So Samuel went and laid down in his place. And the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel answered, Speak, for thy servant heareth. There's two things I want you to take away from that right there tonight. We'll probably come back to this, but... I want, while we're in this chapter, I want I want you to see this. First of all, Samuel acknowledged he was listening, and he wanted to hear from the Lord. Our problem is, as Christians, many times we float through our Christian life, and it never crosses our mind that I need to hear from God. It never, unless there's a unless there's a problem. Unless there's a, something that you, that you say, well, I've got to make this decision, and you may pray about it, and you want to hear from God. But most of the time, through our daily lives, very seldom do we ever stop and think, Lord, I want to hear from you. I want you to speak to me. I want you to, to lead me today. I want you to guide me today. Lord, I want your presence in my life today. Why is it that we only reserve that for the difficult times? Why is it that we only reserve that attitude for when struggles come? Why don't we take a hold of God today and every day? It doesn't have to be a struggle. It doesn't have to be a major battle going on in our lives or something. God wants to have fellowship with us every day. He wants to speak to us about today. He wants to, you know, if the only time that your children come and talk to you is when things are going wrong, You'd still talk to them, but it wouldn't be as sweet. But when they just pick up the phone or something and call you and say, "Hey, Mom, hey, Dad, how you doing? I was just thinking about you. just want to talk to you. Boy, it, there's something special about that, isn't there? Why not with us and God? Samuel said, "You know what? When he said, "Lord, thy servant here." The speak. He said, I'm listening. Would you try this this week? Be alone in that quiet place. Get the word of God before you and say, God, I'm listening. I'm listening. I want you to speak to me. It may be that He just enriches your heart. It may be that he just put some joy in your, in, in, in your soul. It may be that he confirms something. It may be that he's, he's said, I'm glad you're listening. But you'll begin to feel his presence and you begin to hear his voice. Oh, in the heart. As you begin to listen. Second thing I want you to notice there. He said, speak, Lord, for thy what." servant heareth. Samuel was saying, Lord, whatever you say, I'm going to do. He said, I'm your servant. You're my master. He said, that's why Eli told him that. He, it was humbling himself before the voice of God And when you say, I'm your servant, you're saying, I am subject to you. And he was saying, Lord, if I hear your voice, if you speak to me, I'll do whatever you say. Why should God speak to you and me if we're not willing to do what he says? Think about that for a minute. Maybe we're not hearing because we're not willing to do. Whatever God says. Speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth thee. There's some traps that will keep us from hearing the voice of God. We must recognize those traps. We must sidestep them and work around them. Asking the Lord to lead us, the Holy Spirit that dwells within you and I to guide us around those traps looking for opportunities, realizing maybe, hey, I'm not listening like I ought to. That's a trap. And and recognize it and say, I need to hear the Lord. I want to hear the Lord. I never realized that maybe the Lord would use this or that in my life. I never realized it. Admit it. And realize that it can be a trap. Recognize those traps. Some are placed by Satan, some by the flesh, and some are just natural traps. And oh, how we need to begin to seek Him. Find that place of quietness. Begin to say, Lord, I'm listening. Lord, I'm willing to do whatever you want me to do. Every head bowed, every eye closed, please. Father, we thank You for the Word of God and the direction that You can give us through the Scripture. I pray, Lord, that You'd help us to understand the need of hearing God. Lord, help us to realize that there's traps. Some are set by Satan, some are by the flesh, and some, as I said, by are just natural things that we've got to overcome. Help us, Lord, to be sincere about hearing from you daily, not just once a week at church. Or, Lord, help us not to have the preconceived ideas of how we're going to hear from you. And help us, Lord, to realize that, Lord, we need. We've got to realize that we're, it's. we sometimes we become too dependent on hearing from somebody else instead of you. Lord, I pray that you speak to our hearts tonight. May we just need to find a place of prayer and talk to you and and seek your face to do so. We ask these things and pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Would you stand with your heads?